Hello, Queens. Welcome to She Speaks Love, Women of the Bible series. We're so excited to share these incredible women of the Bible and highlight their personal story and their legacy. These podcasts will encourage, inspire, and share wisdom from God's Word as it relates to women in our unique circumstances. Let's get into their phenomenal story and the power of their voice. Today's woman of the Bible is Esther, shared by Queen Destiny. My name is Destiny Jordan, and so today the my um, woman, woman of the Bible is Esther. So I feel like a lot of you all know about Esther. Esther is a pretty short book of the Bible, but I, not, but also very powerful. So. Really starting, what I'm my title of this message is Don't Hide from Your Calling. The first part of Esther, which will be, we'll be starting in Esther 1, verses 10 through 12. And all my translations usually come from New King James Version. And so for Esther 1, 10 through 12, it's she says, On the seventh day, when the king was married with heart. So this is a section where the original queen, Queen Vashti, disobeyed the king. And so, so when she disobeyed, the king refused to come at the king's command. That's when she's dethroned as queen. And so from that whole start right there is that when things begin to shift, preparation is soon to begin. So in this whole kingdom of the Jews that have, this has been a shift from the queen has been dethroned and every king needs a wonderful queen. So now the queen's spot is open and lo and behold, who's going to fill it? Now, moving to uh, Esther 2. So look at a chunk of Esther 2, verses 8 through 9. This is where, so this is where Esther's being prepared, and also Esther becomes queen in this section. So the thing is that before, to become a queen, all the maidens were called into the kingdom to be prepared. And these beauty preparations took 12 months. This is a whole year of preparation to be with the king, to be a potential queen. Twelve years. And that was six months. They had oils and things like that. And also six months of perfume and preparation to beautify them. However, Esther has favor already in her preparation that she received more than the other, more than her atonement than the other girls did. Already. Already. And so with that section for the guy so spoke to me on, do not forsake the favor that's in your preparation. So many times when we are being prepared for our great thing, our next thing in our calling, there is favor along the way that we may not always see and we may not always feel. Like I say, personally from my life, just from reviewing a certain instance in my life, it was when I first graduated from college and everyone was so scared about, are you going to get a job? Can you get a job? Is it possible? Because at that point, a lot of people were saying they weren't getting jobs for months right after their college. And everybody was worried. And for whatever reason, I said, God, I want to work at home. I want to be in a middle school and I want to be in seventh grade. 
and God did exactly that. My third interview was the job I wanted, met all the requirements, and that was my job. It only had one position. Can't tell me that's not God. Can't tell me that's not God. And now looking back, I said, thank you, God, for the favor I had in my preparation. So never forsake that. Also, the next part will be Esther 2, verse 14. Esther 2, verse 14, it says, in the evening she went, in the morning she returned to the second house of the women, to security, to the custody of Shabazz, the king's eunuch, who kept the concubines. She would not go into the queen again unless the, queen deli- the king delighted in her and called her by name. So the only way you got audience with the king again is where he had to call for you. Not say that girl with the brown hair, not that girl with the glasses. It's, I have to, he has to call for you by name. That you have so much faith and great favor with the king that he remembers your name. And so, every, so what that for the large books means is that your calling has your name on it. It's nobody else's. Your name is engraved in it, meant for you for the appointed time. Also in Esther 2, this is Esther 2, 10, verses 10 through 11. So this part is where Esther had not revealed to anybody that she was a Jew because Mordecai, her uncle, had told her she is not to reveal who she is while she is in the palace. But every day, Mordecai would pace in front of the court of the women's quarters to learn of Esther's welfare and what was happening to her. And so with that, Mordecai is part kind of like the shadow of the impediment of the Holy Spirit. No matter where you may go, where your journey may take you, always know that God is always working on your behalf, looking at your welfare as you go through journeys. Even though times may be hard and rough, he is still concerned about you and always will and always have been. Also, the scripture that goes with that will be John 16, 7. <laughs> now, the next part. So the next part with that will be Esther 3. So move along. So Esther now has become queen. And move along in Esther 3, verses 8 through 11. So this is where Haman now, is gone, is now has come out and has a decree against the Jews. Just want to destroy them all. So Esther 3, verses 8 through 11, Haman said to king, he makes his decree that there's a certain people scattered and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from all the other people's laws, and they do not keep the king's laws. Therefore, it is not fitting for the king to let them remain. That is Haman's claim to the king of why these people should be gone away with. However, Haman, for, Haman is kind of the epitome of the enemy and what, what the enemy's tactics are. It is to, at times, whisper in certain people's ears to sow deceit and revenge and vengeance against them, against certain people. And the first thing that makes you have to be vigilant is that in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So be watchful as the devil has says, takes texts and things like that to take out the children of God. But however, he will never prevail. And then that also more to go with that would be 2 Corinthians verses 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 through 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds and casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity 
to the obedience of Christ. No matter what is claimed against us or what is coming, our errors that fly our way, we can speak them down through the word of God, through the power that he's given us. And the only reason Haman was so, was so against the Jews is because they did not worship him. And Mordecai specifically did not worship him. And that was his biggest gripe about that. Moving on to Esther 4. We're looking at Esther 4, verses 10 through 17. So in this section, this section actually was kind of actually almost funny. This is where now Mordecai has told Esther, hey, Haman has decreed that he's the, that all the Jews should be taken out. Just take them out. It's going to be done. And Esther, like most people do, okay, it's like, well, I can't really do some visas. This is a crisis. And Mordecai is telling her, hey, Esther, I need you to talk to the king about saving us. And Esther initially is not like, oh, I can't do that. I can't speak to the king unless I've been called. So I can't do anything. I, there's nothing I can do. And Mordecai implores her. It's a, he says to her, do not think in your heart, in verse 13, do not think in your heart that you escape the king's palace, that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Queens. There are times when life just feels like it's beating you around and it's just crazy, it's up and down, it's, it's left and about. However, as the Holy Spirit reminds us through Mordecai, just think, at a time like this, you are placed where you are planted for a reason, to help, to be the bomb in Gilead, to be healing, to help, to extend the grace and mercy of God to those who may not ever see it any other way. And how dare you not to do it because it could arise from somewhere else, but for you and your household. Because we all have the chance and opportunity to do things we need to do. And though they may be scary, have faith and have courage, queens. Thing is, don't beware of becoming too comfortable. Because at this point, Esther, just to give you an idea of time-wise, Esther became queen in the king's seventh year. The, the atrocity with Haman against the Jews didn't happen till the king's 12th year. So in a way, Esther had almost five years of a grace period before anything happened. So she had been in the palace for a while. So yes, she had been there for a while. So don't become too comfortable. Because the God put you in the, these places for a reason. Not always to chill out and, chill out and relax. There's work to be done not just maybe now, but also in the future. And also at this point, Esther was like, okay, I'm here, I hear you. But then Esther wanted to hide in the palace. You can't hide in the palace. The palace, you also work in the palace too. And the work was to be done. And this is just a reminder of this section as well, to have faith in the preparation that has been done through you to this point. All the things you have gone through in life, ups and downs, sideways and highways, all those small things add up to the big thing that you're doing now. Don't forsake what, you're, what you've been prepared for. Because the biggest thing is for this is don't let fear speak for you. Yes, we feel fear. It says God has not given us, given us spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. 
And Jesus himself feared and has, it was scared when he went to the cross. However, that did not speak for him. That did not act for him. So yes, you will feel these things, but we do not act on them. Moving on. So we're at Esther 5. We're at verses 1 through 8. So we're at Esther 5, verses 1 through 8. So this section is where Esther is the first time she is requested for the king. She has now done this thing. So in, in chapter in Esther 4, she had fasted and prayed before she went to the king because she knew she had not been called. Fasted, everyone fasted for it. Esther fasted, the um, Jews fasted, Mordecai fasted, her maid service fasted and prayed before she stepped to king without being called. In Esther 5, now Esther has just gone to the king, has not been called. <laughs> and for you to go to king without being called, that equals your death. If the king does not accept you. But by God, Esther went in Esther 5, chapter 5, verses 1 through 8, she went to the king not been called, and the king accepted her by extending his scepter to her and allowed her to speak and make her request known. And so Esther made her request known to have a banquet with the king and Haman. And the, the king is asking her, what do you want? Because it's not a banquet, but what do you want, queen? He said, no, I just want to have a banquet. And this right here, the first time, so Esther never asked him told him what she, had, what she knows about Haman. Instead, when he asked her, hey, what do you want? She said, hey, if I found favor with you, can we have a banquet tomorrow? Again, you and Haman. So again, and this is what makes it so awesome. What Esther, it just implored me, what God told me to do, is don't be shy with requesting what you want. Because Esther had the king, she had Haman, she could she could shut down the first time. However, Esther is a human like we are, and sometimes things get scary, things we have not done before. It's a little intimidating, it's scary. So it's like, okay, give me, so give me a little breather. Thank God there are more than one chances. And the king came the second time as well. Also in uh, Esther 5, the same thing that happened that Haman, after the banquet, thinking he's high above the world, Haman decides to make this kind of gallows to hang Mordecai on. He's all above the world. He's just for it. I was like, wow, okay then. Now, in Esther 6, verses 5 through 13, so this is Haman, and the king is browsing through to see who, this is to see who we have um, all his records. And he comes across a record of Mordecai saving the king from an attack that happened in um, Esther 2. Uh, well, attempted attack. He never, they never attacked the king. And, but they had never rewarded Mordecai for his brave act. And so in Esther 6, five, verses 5 to 13, the king, Mordecai is in, sorry, Haman is in the court. And the king calls for Haman. And he tells them this great deed this man has done. He said, how do you honor a man who has done how do you honor the man who delights the king? And Haman tells this grandiose, he's thinking it's him. He tells this grandiose ordeal of he'll have chariots, he'll have robes, he'll have people bowing to him in the street, just all types of great stuff to be honored with. And the king says, that's a great idea. Do that for Mordecai the Jew. Mm. That just hurt his whole, his whole soul was hurt. 
he cried and went home <laughs> and then had to do it. And I thought that was the most hilarious thing ever. Talk so big thinking it was you, but it wasn't. And the biggest thing that God said to me on that section was God's blessing cannot be kept from you. It will even be handed to you by your enemy and they will have to bless you because the final say is from God, nobody else. Thou mouth also makes me think of Psalms 23 verses four through six. Yea, I walk through the valley of shadow death. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. No matter what, God's blessing cannot be kept from you no matter who it comes through. The next thing in Esther. So now we have Mordecai is being honored. Esther 7 verses 1 through 6. And that chunk right there, Esther 7 verses 1 through 6. So this is where, again, second time, the bear of Haman and the king are back at Esther's for a banquet. And the king is still asking, my queen, what do you want? What's going on? He'll even give her half the kingdom. He just wants to know what does she desire? What's her request? And so. Esther gets the nerve and she says, she says, please save me and my people. Someone has, not someone, said we have been persecuted. We are going to be sent to die. And it's just, gonna, we're all being taken away and I have to go with them because I am a Jew as well. She reveals herself that she's a Jew and everything. And the king's like, appalled, is like, who is this? Who is this person? And she says it, it is the wicked Haman who is eating at her table. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Sad, not sad, sad day for Haman. So such courage for her to tell the king that this is who's who's after me. Your secondhand man is after me. It's after me and my people. And then is the biggest thing is, is to that for the Lord tell me is to call the enemy out. Call him out. Call out, make it known. And also to walk in your own boldness. At this point, Esther has told the king everything. She's into saving her people. And first, what makes me think of is John 1, 5. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness, darkness cannot comprehend it. In other words, the darkness cannot overcome it. So whatever darkness there may be, when the light shines, the light will overcome the darkness every day, any day, all day. And the thing is with Haman, that happens also in Esther 7, and that the big old gallow that he built for Mordecai early on, he was hung on it himself. Mm-mm-mm. Which also brings me to Psalms 35, verses 7 through 9. For without cause, they have hidden their net for me in a pit, which they have dug without cause for my life. Let destruction come upon him unexpectedly and let his net that he has hidden catch himself into the vast destruction, let him fall. And so in other words, the enemy had built something to catch you, it catches itself. Because God has always had it in control and he's always working on your behalf. Moving on to Esther 8. So now that we have destroyed Haman, we gotta, we gotta go ahead and deal with the actual conflict here. Esther's people are still in trouble. <laughs> So in Esther 8, verses 1 through 2, 
the greatest part for me is now the king gave Queen Esther the house of Haman, the enemy of the Jews. And Mordecai came before the king for Esther had to had told who she was later to. So the king took off his signet ring, which he had taken from Haman and give, gave it to Mordecai. And Esther appointed Mordecai over the house of Haman because the enemy is trampled in this. The signet ring, which was a symbol of high honor, high power that was taken from the enemy and given to the rightful owner. Now that's awesome. And that, so that has shown that the Jews have plundered their enemies as God has called us to do. So Esther has saved her people with the strength and courage to do what she was called to do. For the assignment that she had was there to be queen was to save her people from destruction of the enemy. Now I move on to Esther 9. So really in Esther 9 is a synopsis that the Jews will conquer and defeat all their enemies, all the mercenaries that were sent to, all the provinces to kill the Jews. They were all taken care of and slaughtered. And out of that trial and conquest by the Jews, this feast, the Feast of Purim is established. Now what's so cool about this feast right here, in Esther 9.27, the Jews established and imposed it upon themselves and their descendants and all who joined them that without fail, they should celebrate these two days every year according to the written instructions and according to the prescribed time. So Barim happens on two days every year, but it goes by the instructions written for it and also according to the prescribed time. With that, our lives, queens, have instructions, and all things happen at prescribed time. It says in Psalms 139, verses 15 through 16, my frame was, was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. God has written down our lives in the book and at prescribed times things are to happen and great things are happening in our lives. So ever, don't ever think queen that we're just flowing around in life that just things are just going, going to happen just to happen. No, everything happens in our lives for a reason and for a prescribed time because they follow the written instructions that they do that God has already written down in his book about you, about your life. And truly Esther only really has 10 chapters. So in Esther 10, the biggest takeaways is that there's awesome. This is where Mordecai is advanced as second in command of the king. And so, but this also says that doing good work is a constant, is a constant attitude and it's constant belief because Throughout Esther, Mordecai is always doing good works. Mordecai is honored in Esther 6. However, Mordecai's acts, the one act he's honored for happens in chapter 2. And constantly throughout Esther, Mordecai is concerned about Esther's behalf. Mordecai is telling Esther about what's going on. Mordecai is informing her, looking out for her. His work is constant. Is constant doing the good work that we, that we ought to do all together as queens, to lift each other up, to keep each other accountable, to spread the good news, to be concerned about who, those that concern us. 
Esther also stood, so Esther in sense stood on her uncle's shoulders. And to also to be able to do the work that she had to do, she had the example of her uncle Mordecai to look at. And that helped to be also give her the strength as well to do what she was called to do. So God will place you in or in your place so where you are to be called, which is right beside him. Esther and Mordecai resemble for what us as Christians, we are to be right beside the king, doing the good work that we that he's called us to do. Queens, queen, however, Esther had the whole title as a queen, being the queen of the country. However, queens, we have the attitude and the privilege and the honor to be queens and called daughters in Christ. For God, how God has made us. The biggest thing with here, the, uh, kind of my next scripture is here, Ephesians 2, 4 through 6. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The queens never forget, no matter how hard the trials are, no matter how big you may think the situation is and that you're too small to, small to do it, trust that God has prepared you for what, you for what you need to do. And when he says go, go. Don't, be, don't try to hide from your calling. Thank you all so much. Queens, thank you so much for spending time listening to She Speaks Love podcast and being part of this amazing Sister Keeper community. Our heart is to bring you content that is educational, inspirational, relatable, and it encourages you to share the power of your voice. To help support She Speaks, donate via our website as well as select She Speaks Incorporated as your favorite charity on smile.amazon at no extra cost to you. Links are in the show notes below.